0: Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, I'm joined by the Barrier Babes. This organization was founded because Kansas City, unfortunately, has a high STI rate and a low budget for things like education or resources like condoms. I'm joined by Madison and Michaela from the organization, and Madison founded it because she realized she could help by using some of her background to bring awareness and information to people who really need it most. That's teens and young people. We talked about all sorts of things. We talked about our respective sex education as teens or lack thereof. Um, purity culture, the fallacy of the magnum condom, period products. Um, while Madison is the founder and CEO, Michaela is the enviro educator. So they have basically convinced me to finally try a menstrual cup. They're also hosting an event soon called Flowvember. They're doing a menstrual product drive. So please do check that out on their social media, which you'll be able to hear in the show and check out in the show notes. I mean, it's no small feat that they're trying to accomplish. But what Barrier Babes is trying to do is really change the landscape of Kansas City when it comes to sexual health while being inclusive doing it. I loved my conversation with these ladies so much, and I know you will too. Enjoy the show. On the show today, I'm joined by two guests. So you'll notice the audio sounds a little bit different because I'm back to my old ways of recording with my uh, device just sitting open on my dining room table rather than having microphones. So bear with us on a little bit of echoing on this episode, but all good. Um, I'm joined today by... The barrier babes. I mean, two of the barrier babes. There's more than two out there, but introduce yourselves if you would, ladies.
1: Yeah. So my name is Maddie Womack and I am the founder and CEO of barrier babes. Um, one of the four on our mm-hmm. team currently. Very good. Mm-hmm. My name's Michaela Matheson and I am
2: an environmental educator for barrier babes. I love the title. I
0: absolutely love the title. So, well, tell me more about what is what is Barrier Babes. What's your mission here?
1: Um, so I founded Barrier Babes um, on the account of, you know, Kansas City uh, having a really high STI rate um, and a really low uh, education budget. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of um, lack of financial Needs are coming from the government. Um, you know, education's being cut, mm-hmm. funding's being cut for STIs and, you know, resources like condoms and that kind of stuff. So gotcha. um, I, I saw the need for that um, and, you know, took my own education, uh, which was absence only, and realized that, you know, there was spaces that we could educate on and try to raise awareness. On the STI rates um, and then try to you know provide uh, education and protection all in one. Um, so that's what we're doing. Very good. So how are you getting out and spreading the message? Yeah so we originally um, our original message was to you know bring it to bars because mm-hmm. that is a place where um, you know risky sex happens. I hate to use that because that's so like Public when health, involved, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. be
0: real, people. Their inhibitions are lowered, mm-hmm. and they yeah. tend to
1: make riskier decisions. Absolutely, yeah. um, and that's personally speaking as well. So um, hands <laughs> in the air, it's yeah. Like, gotten
0: drunk and not used a condom before, Absolutely. and then regretted
1: it the next day. I mean, Absolutely. that's probably a lot of us out yep. there. Mm-hmm. And Plan B, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff had to be picked up next day. Oh yeah.
2: All all of that.
1: (laughs) So um, basically, we wanted to provide condoms and bathrooms, but not just have condoms, but have a little infosine, basically, on um, where to get tested in the area, how to put on a condom correctly, because it's a lot more complicated than you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, how to turn it into a dental dam for some queer folks out there. Yes. Um, Ooh, I want to talk about dental dams for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so you can turn a condom into a dental dam. Um, and then, uh, you know, sexual assault hotlines like MOXA is really prevalent in the area. And we mm-hmm. wanted to provide just, you know, and, uh, a slew of sexual health resources along with the protection of having a condom slash dental dam. In um, bars so it's like you know convenient when you're going out and you meet someone and you want to go home with them there you go that's all you need to do Catch <laughs> gotcha. it so just yeah. drop into the bathroom and grab yeah. your safe yep. sex kit and, and they're in there in both bathrooms I mean if it if it's not a gender neutral bathroom then we have them in both the men and women's mm-hmm. bathrooms so
0: yeah well and and men might need dental dams too yeah it's not, it's not just about like, yeah women mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. for sure Anal play is getting a lot more popular. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I like to call it
2: butt stuff. but But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anal play, (laughs) butt stuff, either way. Yeah. Um, And then we've kind of, um, so we are like new friends and we're like working together Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's been like an interesting dynamic. But um, I met uh, Mackenzie Becker, who um, is another barrier babe, Um, while I was working at a mentorship program here in Kansas City. And we did a period party for um, the little sisters in the program. So the um, kids in the program to just, you know, talk about menstruation and their bodies and, you know, make period packs for Mm -hmm. the Homeless Period Project chapter that Mackenzie was leading at the time. Um, So I've recently you know, left that job and um, to focus more on grad school. And I reached out to McKinsey to um, see if she needed help with the Homeless Period Project because I was really interested in um, just that subject altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yes, I need help. And then we had a meeting with Maddie um, from Barrier Babes, and we just kind of realized, you know, we... Could all three work together, mm-hmm. um, and we decided to merge, and now Mackenzie and I are with Barrier Babes um, entirely. So, gotcha. homeless homeless period project is like a national mm-hmm. organization. So um, we've kind of just taken what we've learned from being a part of that and
1: incorporated it into Barrier Babes in our own way. So, gotcha. and I don't want to speak for Mackenzie, but she loves. You know, she loves. Homeless Period Project, and she loves the work that they do for like homeless people who need menstrual products and stuff like that. Um, I think that she felt that she needed to be more educational mm-hmm. when she mm-hmm. was doing this stuff. Um, she loves, you know, teaching people things, and so we wanted to move that to schools, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, middle and high schools, and you know where she. Could- yes, it sounds like you guys have a program that reaches out to schools. Which uh, is yeah. Pretty- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Definitely, schools. Work it. Yeah, yeah, mostly schools so far. Um, and the enviro part of our titles is kind of just trying to tie in, um, just our daily worries about climate change. And, Mm -hmm. you know, although it's really important to provide tampons and pads and things like that to, you know, local people that need them, um, you know, that is a lot of like plastic and waste Mm -hmm, going into mm -hmm. landfills. And so we're exploring ways to, um, educate people on reusable products such as like menstrual cups. Um, and then we've also talked about doing like a workshop on how to sew your own like reusable pad as well mm-hmm. that you can wash.
1: Um, so That's incredible. Yeah. So I'd love to learn how to sew again. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So, but yeah. yeah, middle school. And it's
2: economical too. I mean, you save money that way because, you know, mm-hmm. tampons and all that stuff are so fucking expensive yeah. unreasonably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I that's like kind of what we're exploring right now, but we're definitely in like an early stage because Barrier Babes has always been more of like a sexual health organization mm-hmm. and now we're just incorporating that whole period.
1: Because like, I mean, menstruation definitely is a part of sexual health, you yes. know. We oh, don't, absolutely. Yeah, we don't for usually sure. categorize them together, but they go hand in hand, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so middle school and high school, I mean, if you can educate them like, you know, I guess, like, when they're about to go through, you know, this Mm -hmm. change and how they can, you know, do this in an eco-friendly way Mm -hmm. um, while also, you know, saving some money for their parents who are buying them the tampons, like, you know. So I feel like that's a good age should,
2: Well, and, you know, people are getting their periods, like, earlier and earlier these days, Mm -hmm. too. So just being able to use, like, anatomical words and phrases to yeah. talk about our bodies without it being like, you know. Something shameful. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, mm-hmm. or embarrassing. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I love it. My nieces have been saying vagina since they were like two. And, yeah. and yeah. it's great. That's <laughs> yeah, it's amazing.
0: I don't even remember how old I was when I learned the word vagina because yeah. I never remember being taught the right yeah. things when I was
2: little. Mm-hmm. I was literally uh, in my therapist's office and I was probably in sixth grade and I asked her what, my vagina was called, and she told me, and she was like, If you need help remembering it, it rhymes with South Carolina. And I was like, wow. <laughs> And the South part kind of like helped me remember it too, because it's like South.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what she was doing there. That's yeah, for
2: sure. yeah, but so yeah, that's how I learned vagina. But my nieces, I mean, I remember, um, like giving one of my nieces a bath once when they were probably four or five, and um. When she came out and it was like time to get dressed, I was like, you know, here are your underpants. And she was like, no, thanks. I'll air it out tonight. And I was like, you do you. Like, we all got to air it out sometimes. So I was like. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's so funny. My nephew uh, called it a China a, 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 a china a China, oh, and okay, then china. I called um, a penis peanuts cause that's what I thought my mom was saying like when she was trying to like teach me about it yeah so <laughs> peanuts that's peanuts. what I call it well, yeah. like We were thinking about the nuts peanuts yeah, yeah peanuts. so that, that makes sense, sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was grouping it together it's fine that's yeah. exactly you're what I was very you're
0: very creative my yeah, God. <laughs> so it sounds like part of your mission is driven by the fact that maybe you didn't get the best sex education. Like oh, no. a lot of us. So right. can we talk about that, ladies? Like what was what was your sex education like?
1: Yeah. Um so I actually went to a public school for elementary I mean it was a public school district, elementary, middle and high school. Same. Um however mm-hmm. they had an abstinence only um policy like when it came to sexual education, which was really interesting because I mean obviously we're public school, we're not religiously affiliated so I wasn't you know it might have been like the area we were in we were in a you know Overland Park-esque um suburb area in Mm -hmm. St. Louis it's called Chesterfield or West Uh County um so it's a pretty wealthy area I would say as a collective whole um so I don't know I guess heavy Catholic influence
0: that's not yeah Yeah, I'm thinking there's
1: a lot of Catholic private high schools around Mm -hmm. so maybe they were just trying to go with the crowd or something I'm not mm-hmm. sure yeah but I think it's a mainly a republican
0: mm-hmm. area so and
1: that usually ties in with religion from mm-hmm. what I can see yeah. so yeah, yeah. Now, I assumed
2: you went to like a private catholic school mm-hmm. based off of like how much you've talked about your abstinence yeah. only education <laughs> yeah. I, I like just I mean, made that assumption <laughs> it might as well have been for yeah. sure
1: but um yeah so we had abstinence only education um, at school, so you know we were shown like awful, STIs, quote unquote, because you know it was Which like they were called STDs, back STDs then, right? back then, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and it was like just showing us the worst possible case scenario of something that was left untreated for a long time, Um, and it was just a scare tactics, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, does not work. Yeah,
0: because the only way to prevent that (laughs) is to not have sex. Don't go near it. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: that's what we were kind of told. And I remember one of my teachers, you know, she was a a child development teacher, but she... um, decided to tell us so she's like always pee after sex and that's all i'm gonna say Uh, for her. i'm like right yeah Yeah. i'm like okay so i remember that (laughs) for sure um but i also got absence only education um through church too Mm -hmm. so my mom was super involved um in sunday school uh and we went to like a lutheran church but it was basically like a non-denominational so to do a purity ring pledge oh i (laughs) We were, I had one. Dude, yeah. we were just talking about this last night. So I got confirmed in eighth grade and I begged for a purity ring. And I have one. Mm-hmm. And I did not live up to it. But um, I have it at home in St. Louis. I need to bring it back because I would like. Was upset. It's like rested now, which uh-huh. is so ironic. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> I didn't have the actual ring, but I got made to do the pledge. Oh, like, I showed up to church one night not knowing what was up, and it yeah. was that night. Yeah. So I couldn't just leave. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would have been like. I wrote a whole blog okay. it. <laughs> Yeah.
1: But it um, was horrifying. A really, um, like, a story that really stuck with me, like, from my education was that, like, when I was at a church camp. Um, I was about 7th, I want to say like 6th grade, 6th or 7th grade. It was a women's retreat, and so it was like, you know, some older women like like in leadership in the church came with us, but it was mainly middle schoolers. Um, And they had us do this exercise where they cut two pieces of duct tape, and we had to stick them together, Mm -hmm. right? And we were all in a circle, and each person had to unstick them and stick it back together, and by the end of the circle – didn't really stick right um because you know after time duct tape does that um and they said that this is what happened to basically your worth if you have so many partners then oh my sex God. becomes less meaningful less as stinky. You go- <laughs> 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 i know i mean how i have goosebumps just talking about of like how horrid that was and just you know like such a weird I'm just disguise. Like innocent kids, yeah. like being just like
2: discouraged. Like but that like, is so. Horrifying. I know. Terrifying. I'm just you know. And I, I wanna was, arrest everyone that was a part of that. Oh well, my god. The
0: our youth group. I wanna go back and ask every single one of those ladies how many of them have a fulfilling sex life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or how many people
2: they've had sex with like hired. <laughs> <place. Yeah. laughs> like, some of them
1: are probably I just know funny. and they were probably like I don't sh- count. But yeah. You guys are <laughs> worthless. They, yeah, and you probably like were <laughs> shaming themselves like throughout that process. Right. Like yeah. you know, like watching little girls do this. And then like thinking to themselves like, Oh, I am I'm going to hell or something like that. Like yeah. I need to like repent of I'm my saving sins. Saving them, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. it was an awful exercise and that that stuck with me for a long time. And I just um I like had just remembered it like a couple of years ago that we did this. And I reached out to a friend who was in, you know, the, the class class man. and we're definitely not religious anymore, but like right. we had like gone through that same thing, they were like, we're like, oh my God, that was so fucked up. Like now that we're thinking about it. So we wonder,
0: well, not we, the church wonders why churches <laughs> wonder why people are falling away from mm-hmm. it in our
1: generation. Yeah. Right? It's because of things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: They were shooing us away. Without them knowing it for mm-hmm. sure, I got shamed over the length of my shorts
0: one time by the preacher's wife.
2: I love that.
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. sarcastically. Yeah, yeah. 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 So exactly. what was your sex education like?
2: Um. So I went to public school as well, and I there was like none. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I just remember in like fourth grade, and um, they talked about periods for a little bit. They touched mm-hmm. on it, and then. Um, Like, seventh grade, in one of my science classes, we were shown um, a very graphic video of someone giving birth, Um, and that was about it, (laughs) so... I remember everyone talking about being horrified by the birthing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's
1: a scare tactic, too. It It is. It's just, like, look how painful birth is. It was just, the camera
2: was just, like, right Right. in the (laughs) vagina. Like, it didn't show, like, afterwards, like, happy mom, like, skin contact or anything like that. It just showed, like... Right down there, someone's screaming. Yeah, it, it was
0: like bright red and it looked like a horror
1: movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like, it's a grainy, like, it was Somebody a videotape. Like, paint yeah. put a filter on it to make it
1: look it, terrifying. It really did. I don't yeah, know, yeah. or maybe it was just that old that they were using like a camcorder. To <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, this is a great shot. Was like cool <laughs> it was, I mean, I, I would have gone
0: through that, I think it was about seventh <coughs> grade, so that would have been like 1992 or three or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, it yeah, was that's definitely, the yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, And it's like our seventh grade health teacher got fired for putting a a condom on a banana. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. So let's talk about how fucked up that is in the Midwest, that they're like so Mm anti-sexuality. It was was not about sexual health, obviously. They didn't want her teaching kids about how to take care of their sexual health mm-hmm. she yeah. wanted them to be scared of sex
1: yeah right absolutely and i mean we're in the bible belt is what uh-huh. they call it yep. and our slogan for barrier babes is bringing sexual health to the midwest yes mm-hmm. because there's a lack of that uh, or i you know that's why i stayed here yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know I,
0: there's People work to, to be said, done why don't you go to the coast mm-hmm. yeah mean. exactly but we need the help here. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: I've thought about it so many times, like, oh, I wish I lived in New York. It'd be so much easier to, like, do this kind of work. But it's, like, the work needs to be it's done here. It's more powerful here. here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's people yeah.
0: doing that shit on the coast. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. We need it here.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how absolutely. long
0: How long ago did you found Barrier Babes?
1: Um. So I we've had the idea, like, you know, I started with an old uh, supervisor of mine. She was amazing. Uh, unfortunately, she had, you know life happened, and, you know, she has this awesome job now, and, uh, so she was kind of, you know, it was just too much for her. It was too much on her plate, and I completely understand. Um, so, but we both had the idea, uh, to, you know, bring condoms to bars and stuff like that, and that was something that we were toying with for a while. Um, she was a sexual health educator, bilingual one at that, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and so we were kind of toying with that about a year and a half ago I want to say and we were um you know just seeing like a lack of inclusion when it comes to the you know sexual health education um in what ways uh so like a lack of sexuality talk basically um that comes to like your gender expression Mm -hmm. and um you know there was just like a lot of exclusion of like the lgbtq community um and every time sex was talked about it was like heterosexual Mm -hmm. sex like penetrative vagina penis sex Mm -hmm. you know and so i feel like we wanted to like you know be inclusive and we wanted to you know just kind of change the landscape of kansas city when it came to sexual health Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was about a year and a half ago. So, and now we're, we're finally... No can, small deed there. Yeah. Actual land, yeah, it's no big deal. Right? I mean, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> it might take about, like, 50 years, but... We'll
0: <laughs> your game plan for that. Come yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to help. I want to help.
0: Yes, absolutely. Help. Yes. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about that. So, I met you all at um, We're All Bad in Bed. Yes. Live. I yes. was so happy to see you all there. I'd already heard about you all, um, but was very happy to see that you were at a, a sex-positive event mm-hmm. so It wasn't just, you know, the bar, but you were giving out condoms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend very much enjoyed trying skin condoms for the first time
1: after nice. uh, she took one from they're you all great. that night. They're, they're great. They're my fave. And mm-hmm. they're, like, so cheap, too. It's, like, I mean, compared to Trojan and mm-hmm. yeah Magnums, which... Those are bullshit. Well, yes, yeah. we can talk, yes, about, we can talk about that. Yes. Let's oh do God. it right now. Seriously, okay. let's yeah. talk about the fallacy of the magnum, magnum. condom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is definitely an ego booster because I think it's. I do not quote me on this, but I think it's like a point four inch difference between a regular condom and a magnum condom. As far as
0: circumference, or yeah, yeah I okay. think
1: it's. I think it's circumference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. If you actually have a large penis that needs to be covered, you need to find a different brand because that is not the brand for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everyone should be comfortable with their fit of the condom or what have you. But
2: just a marketing scheme. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's so like, they can upcharge you. Yeah. yeah. It's, That's uh, the thing. Is the price point different. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: and they're marketed towards yeah. African American men especially. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of friends who have said like if I don't show up with the Magnum then People exactly. act like they're disappointed.
1: Yeah. Like, no! <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my God. if you, if someone brings a magnum, like, I mean, I'm in a committed relationship right now, so we don't use condoms, but, um, yeah, if someone had brought a magnum, I just would roll my eyes, you know, at that point, because, like, it's like the pink tax, you know, like... <sighs> Uh-huh. On like you know, raise like pink razors, pink pens, like for women, and like you know, breast cancer. When none of that money is actually going to uh-huh. breast cancer research, yeah. which is another topic. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, absolutely. It's like you know this ego boosting, you know, scheme that like men and um, people who have penises are caught in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't. Know, and African American men as well, yeah, especially, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, black dudes are targeted mm-hmm. all the time, like, with stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. It's a shame. It really is.
0: Skin does make a large condom, and I have noticed that it looks visibly different. Like, Good. when you hold them side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think there's just, there is a slight difference mm-hmm. in price. Yeah. Just, yeah. I it's still even then.
2: Yeah. I, I have mean, to wonder if, like, when, like... Anyone with a penis is at a, at their doctor. Like, does the doctor recommend that they use a larger condom, or do you just like take it upon yourself to be like, yeah, my dick is big. I've had people just put on a condom, and be like, oh, it's a
0: little tight. tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: if that, yeah, I have one partner. It left. Like a
0: dent. Oh my god, <laughs> at the bottom. Like when we were done. Yeah, like, well, well, that's a, the guys that's were tailoring. It's like yeah. choking
1: oh. it. Jesus. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> like a thing. The, I know. <laughs> like like, like where's the blood
1: flow? The same though, time I'm like, but like, like,
0: this is all. That was also a latex one. I'm like, these things are supposed to stretch a little bit more. Yeah, that. I was kind of shocked, honestly. Yeah, it like a quality. I didn't believe him, and then he showed me. I was like, oh, yeah. Like you're fine. No, no, not you know. Yeah, I have one partner who would order his condoms from Japan. And he told me that when we first when we started dating, and then we started having sex, and I was like, "Oh, that's okay," because um, it was he was a little smaller. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, statistically, mm-hmm. Asian men do have it smaller, not by much. Yeah, but mm-hmm. again, it's just a slightly smaller. So apparently, these were designed for that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting, but they were called crown. Hmm. Um, i never seen them before I haven't hair. even heard of, mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't put two and two together until later. I was
1: like, oh, maybe that's why he ordered them yeah. from Japan. Yeah, know um, yeah. the mm-hmm. foreign condom industry. You yeah. Know? yeah.
0: <laughs> so I kind of almost want to order condoms from all over the world. That would be so That'd cool. Be cool. And do a, like, can we do some sort of an actual yeah. test? And yeah. And see. Yeah. Their well,
1: dresses. we like to blow, um, blow them up like balloons. <laughs> so there, we have like this picture on our Instagram from, um, our abortion march slash rally back in May, um, and this one guy comes up to us. He's like, can I borrow a condom? We're like, yeah, sure. Blows it up, like, not even kidding you, the size of my torso, and then some. And was like, y'all don't need magnums. Like, you can fit into this, you know. And I, we were just, like, dying laughing. But, yeah, some people do need bigger condoms, but most don't. It's more of a girth thing. I yeah. Think. yeah. Sorry yeah. for that hand gesture. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And for people saying like it doesn't fit or it's, you know, like, because it, it's actually true that I understand, but for using it as an excuse to not wear a condom yeah. is not cool. Yeah. I, I did have a guy who got condoms that were too big for him
0: recently I've, and I, I had to do a that certain, in certain sex
1: position so that it wouldn't fall off. There was no yeah. like up and down. It was just back and <laughs> forth. That definitely happened to me before. I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We can just like tie it at the, you know, at the base or something. Or do a around. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. That's yeah. why I was, I was also thinking like, you know, if you have a condom that's too tight, it's like kind of a cockering, like all in one. Like it's, you know. <laughs> right? Right? Okay. Saving some money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so
0: let's talk about how you're going to get out there and help Mm -hmm. change that sexual landscape of Kansas City. Have you kind of got your your game plan ready for the next couple of years? Mm -hmm. Because, like Mm -hmm. you said, STIs are um, still running rampant in Kansas City. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: I mean, it's not just
1: here. It's a lot of places, right? But, Mm -hmm. like, you're here, so you're doing the work here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, this is what we can do with our resources and time right now. We're looking into becoming a nonprofit, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up really for us is, you know, legal stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which we're lucky because Michaela's my fiance yeah. just
2: graduated law school, so he's Very doing. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> so he's he's helping us with all the like five hundred one C three stuff and. Very cool. My master's degree is a. It's going to be a public administration, like public policy degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a nonprofit emphasis, and I've worked in nonprofit for four years, so um, I have that experience that I'm trying awesome. to bring to this organization, so that we can make it something that. Is permanent and mm-hmm. growing um, and impactful. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting. But I think, you know, our initial game plan right now is to get established mm-hmm. um, and also start with, you know, the younger generation. So, doing more educational based programming mm-hmm. in schools um, because that's really where it all starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm on the end of it, helping fix adults right, that yeah. got bad education,
0: <laughs> bad yeah. information, or didn't get the information. Right. And that's something that I have said. Like, I, I feel drawn to finding a way to help teenagers mm-hmm. more because mm-hmm. the generational impact yeah. is so much greater. We're trying to make right. less work for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah,
1: but absolutely, I think, like, education ties into everything. You yes. know, mm-hmm. it shapes your values when you become older, um, it shapes your health, especially sexual health. You know, if you're not given the education when you're young and your brain is developing and some it's, you know, the perfect time for you to be learning, then you're gonna, you know, think that gravity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell some bad stories. Yeah. Right so I'm not gonna say who it is because I don't know if they would be happy about me talking about it, but someone, um, Was with an ex-partner, now ex-partner, but they were uh, having sex and they said that if the person got on top um, and then the other person came inside them, then gravity would do its job and they wouldn't get pregnant Mm. because they were on top. Ah, so mm-hmm. gotcha. yeah, stuff like that is why education is important. And yeah. and
0: oh, did did she believe him or did she? Yeah, she, she did. This? She
2: did, and she was only fourteen, and I think he was older. Yeah. So it was one of those like really and that's, terrible. That was predatory too. Yeah. Super predatory, yeah. and fortunately, she didn't get pregnant. Yeah. But I mean, that kind of thing happens all the time in those young girls do get pregnant and then their whole lives are just like changed
1: forever yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i wonder if that comment was you know as a ploy to let her or let him come inside of her um or you know he really didn't know you know so exactly it could have been either way yeah Yeah, that's the sad part about it Um, yeah but and then the
0: inverse of that is like for her she didn't know yeah well mm -hmm. enough either
2: yeah yeah well and I feel like you get kind of caught up with your partner and you want to like please them I guess Mm -hmm. and like not wear a condom because it's been Referred to as like a less satisfactory way to have sex for both parties. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but talking
1: heterosexually. Yeah, yeah. of course. The
0: thing that makes condom sex um less satisfactory for me is using latex. So my Mm -hmm. solution is using Mm non-latex. Yeah, yeah. And it's just because the aftermath. I don't like the smell, and I don't like the um, BV that I would sometimes get bacterial vaginosis. Oh yeah, like. I just react to yeah. latex. And the, yeah. lube, so,
1: the lube with latex, too, doesn't, like, smell very nice yeah. either. It's just, like, a all-around very, it's like... glycerin base. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's not, like, water. Mm-hmm. Know, yeah, so. and it's, like... It com- smells funny. Like this it's like, weird, tacky. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, a corporate, like, smell. That's how yeah. I describe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. In a weird way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just, like, a cheap way. It's just, you know, again, it's just a way for... Wealthy companies to stay wealthy because they're making their products in the cheapest Mm -hmm. way possible. Um, Just like with tampons, too. I mean all these boxes of tampons that come with those disclosures and I'm about um, toxic shock syndrome, Mm -hmm. it's like that would be easily solved if it was just like a 100% like cotton tampon with no chemicals added to it. Absolutely. But it's cheaper to make tampons with chemicals in it, so they're just willing to let women get TSS because... I can make more money making these tampons with chemicals in it. As long as I drop this disclosure in the box, mm-hmm. like, I'm good. Well, I so. be real,
0: I wasn't <laughs> until
2: the last, like, maybe
0: five or six years where, for people my age, we were starting to talk about Duh, why aren't we thinking about what we're putting inside, inside of our, our bodies a tampon? And mm-hmm. that, that cotton that was raised by that corporate farm is to yeah. like sprayed with chemicals. And yeah. I was like, well, what are they doing to make sure those get... No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're in me. Yeah, cute. and it just sits in yeah. you and you just
2: soak it up like a little sponge yeah. for and f- hours and, I've and hours. I've been a tampon
0: user my entire adult life because I yeah. don't like pads. Yeah. So like, I have switched to the 100% cotton like organic mm-hmm. ones. They are not as absorbent, but I deal with it. Right, yeah. they are more expensive, but I deal with it. Mm-hmm. I hate. Okay, I'll be real. I would love to use a menstrual cup, but I slightly have OCD. So help me, help me overcome <laughs> this mental block that I have yeah. about using something like a diva cup or other menstrual product that's mm-hmm. reusable.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to insert really quick yes. that um, it's not legal to. Or it's legal to not put the ingredients of the tampon on the box, mm-hmm. so wow. it's it just became legal in New York that they have to have the ingredients listed. Thank so you, we, New York State, for yeah, saving the rest of us. Exactly, that will do everything and to comply to example. that state law. Yeah, right. so I think that definitely like is motivation to yeah. like start using a cup because you know you don't know, you really don't know, like, like, it's it's being put into your body, Mm -hmm. and every time, like, when I use tampons,
2: like, every time I open the box and saw that little slip, like, it was, you know, like, a scary reminder, like, that I'm taking a risk that I can't avoid because I menstruate, and Mm -hmm. I can't help that, yeah, um, but I really enjoy, um, using a menstrual cup just because, you know, and, and, you know, there is, like, a, you know, stigma on it that it's, you know, kind of gross, but, as long as you're, like, comfortable with, like, getting in your vagina, um, it's really not that bad, and it's, doesn't have any pores or anything, so it's super sanitary. It's medical
0: grade silicone. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, and, um, you can wash it with, like, you know, non-scented soap in between, and basically, and it holds so much blood. I mean, you can wear it, I've literally put it in one morning, and then, like, slept, and then woke up the next morning, and then taken it out, so, it's not wow. like so is it's it not more like,
0: like is it more about holding the volume of blood or, or is it about like cuz I guess there's no so you're saying there's no worry for toxic shock syndrome when
2: you're using right. that because there's it's that. not yeah Okay. and there's okay. no and there's like no, you know there's no waste and I think what a lot of people worry about with um you know having to change it is that you know they're going to be like in the middle of the day they're going to be at work and they'll have to go to a like public restroom And like dump out their diva cup and rinse it out in the sink and put it back in. When actually, um, most people's flows, you can put it in in the morning and then you don't have to change it until you're back home that evening. Work or something. Yeah, so you get to you know be in your own private bathroom Mm -hmm. doing you know all that upkeep with it. Um, That's true. So yeah, so that's one thing to keep in mind because I don't think I would ever. If I was ever in a situation where, you know, I'd have to go to, like, a quick trip or something to to change it out, I might not yeah. wear one that day just yeah. because I don't like the idea of, like, dumping my, you know, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, no, other than that, it's just – it's it's kind of a weird feeling. It's, like, a little – it, but, but once it's in there, you don't feel it at all. Uh, but you just, like, pinch the cup and you – insert it, and you twist it so that the, you know, it opens up and seals to the walls of your vagina, and then, like, nothing, I mean. I
1: mean, I'm sure it's like, you know, putting a tampon for the first time. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a different different. feeling, but you get used to it. Yeah,
2: yeah so, and the upkeep's really not bad. You just dump it in the toilet, and then you can rinse it out in the sink Mm -hmm. if you want, and then just stick it back in there. Every
1: once in a while, you can clean it, and you, like, boil it, Right. I don't know water. if you
2: can boil it. Uh, maybe I've I mean medical grade silicone. I think you can. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I just I, yeah, I'd want to make sure that it didn't like shrink or something. Yeah, but I've yeah, heard, yeah. I, I always just would use like make I'm sure, sure, it sure it doesn't soak. like touch the bottom
1: of the. Yeah and like cream. yeah 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 I don't know I've heard people boiling it but I'm sure like every I'm sure every brand is different like yeah. as far as like the cups go mm-hmm. and like you know it depends yeah really. yeah. yeah
0: I have cleaner that's specific for toys so oh, cool. I imagine that using that like yeah. at, at the end of the cycle would yeah. probably be the best solution yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah because if it's good enough for a toy that's going to be inserted inside of you
1: yeah, yeah. it should be good enough yeah. for your cup yeah, yeah. for <laughs> sure so
0: how do how do you get connected in the community to spread the word
1: yeah so um not only are we you know working with bars and stuff like that and trying to say or see like hey would you be open to doing this so we meet a lot of people through there um also we want our website to be like a one-stop shop as far as like resources you know so we don't want to just be like you know hey here's this and like, here's a condom, here's a zine, like, you're on your own, like, we want people to be able to come to our site and be like, um, we'll from, like, we want people to come to our site, yeah, we want people to come to our site and be able to, um, you know, if they need something as far as, like, STDs go, they can see that, like, oh, like, you know, here's Thrive, like, mm-hmm. Thrive Health Connection, like, mm-hmm. they're in Kinsey, I can go get tested there for free, uh-huh. um, so just, you know, being that one-stop shop for anything sexual. That resource center Yeah, you know, sexual I, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because I don't know of a website like that other than Planned Parenthood, but of course it's like all of the Planned Parenthood's stuff. just one option, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. There's KC Care Clinic, yeah. there's Thrive Help Connect, mm-hmm. KCCI, uh, Kansas City Center for Inclusion. Mm-hmm. They have really great resources, too. Um, so just getting out there in the community, going to events, holding events. Um, I met a lot of wonderful people through... Um, the abortion bill, uh, protest march and rally. and mm-hmm. met mm-hmm. so many people through there that are so great. So, um, connecting with the community and then, you know, providing the community with resources like mm-hmm. that I get to meet through our work. Like so. partnerships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're doing like Flow of Ember too.
0: Yeah. Ooh, tell me more. Uh yeah. <laughs> um,
2: so we we're kicking off November for the entire month. Um well I guess the first three three weeks um mm-hmm. we are partnering up with local businesses to um do period product drives um within their uh organizations or their staffs. Um so basically for the first 3 weeks of November, um they'll collect period products. Um, And then on November 21st, we will be at um, the Nelson Atkins Third Thursday event.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and
2: um, that's where everyone will bring what they collected, and we will create... Little kits, period kits, mm-hmm. uh, to distribute to local schools. Love so those.
1: yeah, we give it to the board of education, and then they distribute accordingly. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how we'll do that. But it's a really the third Thursday is gonna be really cool at the um, Nelson because it's we like, had a table at third Thursday before. No, this is our first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the third Thursday in February. Oh, cool! Because oh, cool. it's
0: you know love is a theme. It's yeah. the theme. Yeah, we've done love as a theme. So yeah, we need to have you come be there yeah. as well yeah so that would be was so, so awesome to yeah you back I yeah. know
1: that this third Thursday in November is like queen like some queen of Egypt or something like uh, that uh-huh. so that's like their um art display and so like yeah we're queens yeah, like we can queens. do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> queens of all all types. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it doesn't matter
0: what's between your legs yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so
1: that's kind of what we were I don't know but we're, we're, we're really lucky slash excited. I mean, I love the Nelson. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's gorgeous. It's the yeah. best museum in the country. Really? Yeah. Is it really? But Yelp.
0: Last year, really? Really, the
1: Nelson is the number
0: one wow. art museum as far as a, a, like a experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Gosh, I went to those um, that 30 Americans <gasps> thing and that was just like mind-blowing. It was so powerful. Andy Wiley is pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ad for the Nelson. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Go. Become a member today. Sponsor us. <laughs> That's one thing on my show. We'll talk about, we always talk about a lot of local stuff. Yeah. I love promoting, yeah. like Kansas State Center for Inclusion. Yeah. I mean, I've done workshops there. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we, yes. we have a lot of wonderful, wonderful resources in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to bring it's up it up all us. in place. Yeah, yeah. up to us to, so, like, help spread the word. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Make it, exactly. like, more common knowledge yeah, like, yeah. for mm-hmm. everyone. And even in Lawrence, like, when we were at KU the other day, like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people who were like, oh, hey, like, we're in can See. We're about 40 minutes away, but this is us. Um, this is Moxa, you know, and, like, throwing just, like... You know, organizations out there that like they don't have there. And, you know, of course they live in Lawrence, so, but they have a lot of great resources in the Lawrence too. I mean, they have, you know, The Willow, which is a domestic violence center. And, but mm. you never know, you know, if they want to go to town for a day, mm-hmm. then they have all the resources. There so, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so what are
0: some of the things that you're encountering when you're at events that people don't know about <laughs> condoms and barrier protection?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> we encounter we encounter a lot of shy people, yeah, which is, you know, pretty, you know, com- oh. comes with the subject. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and
0: yeah. When I tell people I'm a certified sex coach, they're Florida. Austin, so I, that. <laughs> I can't I get, imagine,
1: yeah. like, the color of their face changing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. My favorite part
2: for from being at KU the other day mm-hmm. and, you know, shouting that we had free condoms and free lube and free candy and ha- to have a happy Halloween was just, like, <laughs> These groups of, like, frat stars that would walk by who you know are, like, probably pretty, um... Sexually active. Sexually active and, like, outspoken and uh-huh. <laughs> about that, but, like, walking by us just, like, briskly, like, yeah. no eye contact, just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. so shy and, like... It was just, it was adorable, you
1: know, just to see. Usually, in my experience, sweet little pups can look at at a lady and take a condom from her. Yeah, Yeah, I know. know.
2: Look me in the eye and take this condom, please.
1: (laughs) I used to actually, when I was a student at KU, I used to work in their health center. Mm -hmm. um, And we would do sexual health Fridays. Um, It used to be called Frisky Fridays, but... course the university did not like that so we had to change that (laughs) I know I was like come on it's alliteration you know right but um I found that people would come up to us more if they were with a group of friends Mm -hmm. um and they made like kind of like a funny thing of they were all doing it together Mm -hmm. and I was like wow (laughs) I feel like that would draw more attention to you guys getting condoms if you were going up all together than rather than someone just stopping by grabbing it and leaving but yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
2: we had this really great um student walk by who just like immediately grabbed a fistful of condoms and I was like do you want any like candy we have Kit Kats and she was like nah I'm good and just <laughs> like walked off and I was like good for you she knows what she wants <laughs> <Priority>. <laughs> yeah so it's
1: maybe like we'll have people who are really interested but shy mm-hmm. and you know or mortified and shy and they'll run away Or we'll have people who are really like you know brave. You know I don't want to call it that, but yeah, but they're you know like they are not embarrassed by it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's mainly people of the L G B T Q community is what I've found is like. Those are the people that are most yeah. open to talking to me about oh, what yeah. I do, yeah, too. Yeah. Because they've dealt with their
0: sexuality in such a public way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a part... It's a part of them. And yeah. I think for a lot of hetero people, their sex life
2: is not a part of their identity. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they're with,
0: disconnected from it. Right. Yeah.
2: And with all that open, like, hetero abstinence education, it's mm-hmm. like it's like a shameful subject that yep. you should be embarrassed mm-hmm. to talk about. So. Yeah. That probably has a factor in it, too. But, yeah, I noticed at our table, too, that they're queer folks. Yeah, yeah. I know. And they're so comfortable and, like, warming and, like, just, like, you know, their energy when it comes to talking about sex is just so, like, yeah just educationally based and, like open. Well someone
1: came up to us I mean you know we're shouting like free condoms and they're like well I don't need any because I'm asexual (laughs) and I was like okay sorry (laughs) but then they're like I'll take some for my friends. (laughs) Take (laughs) some for your friends that are sexual. Yeah Yeah. so the queer community is amazing. I mean again like it has to be a part of their conversation. They've had to fight for their sexuality like their entire lives so Mm -hmm. it's just like it's amazing. So um, yeah so those are some open people but then you know we have the occasional like I don't know what to call it, like, old Bible guy. thumper. Yeah, <laughs> so we actually had someone, like, come up to us at KU, um, taking pictures and stuff, and he had this really fancy camera, so we didn't know if he was with the news or, like, what he was doing, uh-huh. but he was really, like, curious about our table, and so I was like, oh, yay, so, you know, I was, like, trying to talk to him some more, and then, um, he said that women, um, Can't get pregnant on their periods, or people who menstruate can't get pregnant on their periods. I was like, hmm, and that's when the conversation I started to realize. I'm like, oh god, and then he started talking about. He's like, well, what do you think about absence? I'm like, if someone wants to be absent, then that's That's a valid choice. Yeah, but yeah. So, just stuff like that. Yeah, and then, he was one of the just like the challengers I feel
2: like yeah. you run into when you're trying to fight for these types of subjects to be spoken about um, mm-hmm. because they're they need to be normalized. And um, there's always just this one type of person that has to come up and challenge every little bit. And he. Yeah. I was like standing on the other side of the table from you and I noticed that he was kind of like lingering a long time and he was asking you a lot of questions and like I couldn't tell if he was like actually like trying to fight you about stuff because he seemed like it was like really bizarre his like energy about it. It was hard to read. Yeah, it was super hard to read. I don't know if that was like part of his um, trap. Yeah, or something, but it was just really... um, just, it's just it, I don't know, it just it's just unnecessary. Yeah you know. Because he also said that, you know, promiscuous women are more
1: likely to be depressed as well. And <laughs> as opposed to men. He said that men do not get uh, depressed. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Talking binary. It's probably the same
0: kind of guy who would say you can get you become loose by having sex with thirty men yet having yeah. sex thirty mm-hmm. times the same man. Is yeah. Fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah.
1: He, then he started to be like I see both sides of pro-choice and pro-life because I just don't like it how you girls use um, abortion as birth control. (laughs) I was like, I don't know anyone who does that because abortions yeah. are usually expensive. $800 Yeah, and he's like oh and they're not mildly traumatizing yeah. yeah and he's like oh they're not free I was like where did you hear that like yeah. I don't even with really great insurance I don't know anyone who's had mm-hmm. an abortion no for free. health insurance mm-hmm. doesn't
0: cover it mm-hmm. yeah even with financial assistance yeah it's 800 to 1200 yeah huh and yeah. it's
1: privately abortions are privately funded actually mm-hmm. so like the taxpayer dollars like don't go to that even though that's like what the pro-life movement likes to use yeah. is that, like, we're paying for them to kill babies and stuff like that. I'm like, first of all, they're no. zygotes. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> yeah. you're not. Um. So, yeah, it's, like, private donors and stuff like that. So I was – Third of all, they don't want to pay for
0: them once they're here on the planet. So, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, so don't plan your pro-life when you don't give yeah. a crap once the kid's yeah. here. Yeah.
1: yeah, and the kids are in cages and uh, ETC. Yeah. I love you
0: ladies so much. <laughs> I love you too.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so just – I mean – it, there comes a point, a borderline of, like, you know, actually educating someone versus, like, entertaining Yeah. Them. Yeah. So, and that's when you there walk away. There comes a point where you
0: realize, like, you're not going to influence this person. Yeah. You're not going to change their mind. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. just, like, you're just they're just against each other. Another thing that you've mentioned that's really important is the social responsibility aspect. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about why you picked that as a focus.
1: Yeah, so... um I have found working with the queer community, um, people of color, is that there is a lot to learn about these groups, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find that people kind of put the responsibility on those groups to teach you about them and, you know, their struggles and their history. And it's not their job.
0: <laughs> so. You mean it's not a person of color's responsibility to teach yep. you about why Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. And why
1: they're oppressed?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And about why trans women of color are more likely to be assaulted and murdered than yep. any other
1: group? Yep, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. Oh. So, um. It's Sorry like, for the sarcasm there, guys.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, when I, I just like, you know. Education, again, is so important, I know I've stressed this so many times, but it affects all aspects of our lives, and relationships is one of them, so relationships with people other than people like yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, it's not a queer person's job to explain their identity to you, you know, and it's okay to ask for advice, you know, Mm -hmm. of like, how can I help, you know, how can I be of service to you all how can i you know help you take up space you know in our community that's okay to mm-hmm. ask for advice in that way and ask for how you can help but mm-hmm. i mean you anything can't. else just
2: feels like they are being forced to justify their identities to mm-hmm. you know i mean you wouldn't people who don't understand mm-hmm. when that is kind of a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. it's like it's like microaggressions you know they build up every day when it's like every single day they meet new people and Mm -hmm. they meet new opinions and they have more conversations where they're having to justify you know who they are Mm -hmm. and that builds up and Mm -hmm. causes things like depression and anxiety and Um, Yeah, it's just really a
1: toxic way to treat people. It plays into the oppression cycle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's not often that people are asking questions to learn, really, to educate themselves. People are throwing questions to get that person to then justify their existence. Exactly. exactly. Which is a very different scenario.
1: Yes, And you would never go up to someone and be like... Why should I care about you? Right. Tell me why. You know, right. and I feel like that's what you're doing when you're ex- like asking someone to explain themselves mm-hmm. and their identities to you.
0: Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's and really then they're often met with rejection from it
0: too. It's like yeah. you yeah. force them to go through this experience. You're trying to force them to go through this mm-hmm. experience to explain their identity, their gender, mm-hmm. their expression, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, or orientation, and then they're met with the rejection of like, well, that's stupid or yeah, doubt. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it's important to obviously include, you know, people of color, the LGBTQ community, people of uh, different abilities and disabilities. Like, they need to be included in the um, talks and the education, you know, like, because they do exist and they're actually a ginormous population. Um, Mm -hmm. Although they're called the minorities, it's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. You know, so they need to be a part of that dialogue and they need, you know, white people like us Mm -hmm. to bring their stories like use, use, our privilege. Privilege. Yep. Yeah. use, use your privilege <laughs> to elevate their voices yeah. absolutely
0: it's been a common conversation for me lately yeah that, you know I'm a cisgendered white mm-hmm. woman in the yeah. midwest and that gives me a platform yeah to some degree with some people mm-hmm. and I mean I look I look at the numbers on these episodes I'm not stupid I mm-hmm. see that the ones that are about things like uh people who are non binary or mm-hmm. trans that those show numbers have lower listeners. Yeah. Than things when I talk about like female led relationships or anal mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. I get it. I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I see you. You're yeah. You're not listening to those episodes because it's it's foreign and you're just yeah not you're not knowing what you're gonna get into. So Absolutely. then you just avoid it. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. Those episodes are the ones that need to be most listened yeah. to by people who aren't mm-hmm. around someone who's asexual mm-hmm. around somebody that's, yeah you know, non-binary Again, or differently yeah. abled.
1: educating yourself, you know, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you have resources to do so, and some people don't, and I understand that, but if you have the resources, it's your responsibility to do that, you Yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I mean, for the sake of humanity, for all the people you interact with, mm-hmm. educate yourself on pronouns, educate yourself on queer issues, on um, Black Lives Matter issues, and, you know, the violence that, you know, people face and our community you know mm-hmm. like it's just it's not hard <laughs> no it's not and a lot especially of people, with technology
2: these days there's yeah Plenty of podcasts like this one that you can listen to while you're on your commute to work or yeah. plenty of books to read mm-hmm. leisurely and pages to follow yeah. pages to follow yeah yes exactly. i love following equality house in kansas which is the lawrence mm-hmm. equality
0: house mm-hmm. uh, Their they they're social medias
1: that, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what,
2: especially cuz they're always it. like having to deal with the Westboro Baptist
0: Church. Oh, first. yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they came to my high school. We had a gay um, homecoming king and they were upset about it. Um where, what school did you go to? I went to Shiny Mission East. Mm-hmm. This was probably in, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and the school had a great response to it. They, like, warned us all, like, hey, be careful. They'll sue the shit out of you <laughs> over nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, they trained, like, all of their kids to be, like, little lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – but then they were like, you know, but as long as you're on our property, like, do whatever you want. So during their whole shit protest on the corner, um, like – I mean, I went to a massive school. It was yeah, was like, a big school. It was probably, like, 2,000 kids in the whole, you know, four grades. And I would say at least half of them were in our yard, just, like, um, you know, there were guys in their Speedos just, like, shaking their junk, like, in the air. <laughs> and there was rainbows everywhere. And so, like, like, the school had a great response to it, and the students had a great response to it. So... Good. But it's frustrating that... <laughs> Any of that I mean, is even—it's just so aggressive and yeah. disgusting yeah. and disheartening and just vile. I mean, the shit that that mm-hmm. organization—not to like go off on a tangent, but yeah, no, oh, it's sh- alright. We yeah. can we
0: can talk shit about Westboro. Oh my all god!
2: Just the shit show. that they go after sometimes—it's just like wow. Sure it's, like, one day new I'm gonna get targeted low, by low, them. Yeah, low. yeah, it's awful. It's so. and it's
1: just like it's. And I don't know if it's a lack of education or just like brainwashing, you know. It's like um, a bit yeah. of everything. It's like a
2: cold. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you can't you can't fix that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, just educating yourself. I feel like people find it to be uncomfortable, like we were talking about, and difficult. People always associate the word difficult with learning some like something new about like the queer community or like you know like the sex sexual health culture. And it's just, like, people, like, for example, pronouns. People say that, um, like, it's difficult to learn the they, them pronouns or something like that. And it's not. It's not mm-hmm. difficult. It's just different. And you have to, like, you know, unlearn stuff that you were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, just make it a habit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, practice, you yeah. know? I like anything. didn't
0: realize for a long time I had been using really gender-neutral language but mm-hmm. when I was in my... I guess this is about three or four years ago I was talking about someone and I kept saying they, 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 they. Mm-hmm. And someone stopped me and was like, Are you seeing a man or a woman? And I was like, Well, it was a man. I was like, Well, you keep saying they, so it's confused. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know, just
1: like, yeah, call them they um, rather than yeah. Him. I don't
0: know. That's like, a just wonder how I've
1: always been. Uh-huh. That's a wonderful way to practice for sure. Yeah. Like, even with people who you know like how they identify, like pronoun-wise, you know, like just use they them, you mm-hmm. know, like or if someone you don't know, you meet someone and they haven't, you know, expressed their pronouns to you, just use they, them, you know, Mm -hmm. in practice. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, their first name. Yeah. You can always address people or talk about people by their first name. Yeah. 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 Because some Mm -hmm. people don't have pronouns, actually, and I was met with that um, a couple months ago, and I misgendered the crap out of this person because I was just, you know, and they go by they, them now, but, you know, I was using she, her, and they, them, I completely misgendered them, and it was, like, so mortifying for me, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, that is, like, so narcissistic and selfish and privileged of me to be, like, wow, that was, that was really embarrassing for me, like, think about for them, you know, they get misgendered all the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's hard to speak up when you're doing it all the time, yeah, Yeah, uh uh-huh, and it's, you know, and and as you said, it's not her their yeah. job to yeah. exactly exactly. It's like you have to hold yourself accountable and people around you accountable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if someone misgenders someone, correct them. Mm-hmm. Correct the like the pronoun usage. It's not mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's not offensive.
0: I to started wearing my, <laughs>
1: my wristband that
0: I got from KCCI, uh, KCCI mm-hmm. Center for Inclusion, that has my she pronoun, mm-hmm. and I have one that has they them um just that when i'm in a public space mm-hmm. that if there is anybody in my circle that struggles with being able to mm-hmm. be public about their pronouns or like saying like hey i would appreciate it if you called me he yeah of she, yeah like i'm working my transition or whatever yeah
1: absolutely um and
0: it's always
1: yeah. good to ask too yeah. i mean i am sure someone would rather be asked uh, the misgendered. Mm-hmm. You know. Or assumed. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. You should never assume someone's gender, and it's like I've seen some dumb meme about like, did you just assume my gender? About it being like too PC, mm-hmm. and it's like people have their preferred pronouns for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and um, I actually worked in a transgender clinic, mm-hmm. um, and you know, pronouns are just like the smallest thing that can, like, completely change, like, a person's experience with you. Mm-hmm. So they're important. Yeah. Small but important. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that if you've never been through an experience in your life where you've been misgendered, mm-hmm. like, I had a short haircut in April, and I had a couple of people call me sir or young man in front of mm-hmm. classmates, mm-hmm. and then I got a lot of shit for it, but at the time I was just like, so what if I was a boy? Like, yeah. I'm not I just, I, I, it was, it wasn't so much me feeling weird about that person misgendering me. It was more about the social perception yeah. of people around me that made yeah. me feel weird about the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that is even remotely close, but it's not even, yeah there because so many people do it on purpose yeah yeah it's one thing if you're you just make an error like yeah. you did and like you correct yourself and totally you on. without yeah. any malice whatsoever yeah, yeah. absolutely but let's yeah. be real we've seen people out there who are like i'm not calling them by that like, yeah no, the, the, and it's therapist. just bullying it is it's, yeah it's like that's
2: yeah. the best way to really like hone in on it is that it's like Adults bullying other adults. Yeah,
1: and I've seen I've seen some meme, another meme, <laughs> and it's <laughs> like now, the yeah, internet yeah, now, you know? and they were like calling out um, gender reveal parties, and it's like, here I dress my child in pink so you know what their genitals look like. You know, mm-hmm. like why is that so important? You know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of Jay Pryor and Lawrence? I've heard of it. But... They did a one human show called the gender reveal party. And they talked about their transition through gender and that constant having to come out Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things wow. that they touch base on is like your gender reveal parties are just trying to tell everyone else how they should treat your child based on their genitalia. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I love that. But it was a fascinating play. They oh, started yeah. as a, a female and felt they were like a tomboy and then they became a butch lesbian and then they transitioned to a you know, trans man. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't have, they had top surgery but not bottom surgery. And this was mm-hmm. on a podcast. so I'm not sharing anything privileged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then they decided to stop taking hormones, mm-hmm. so they present male but mm-hmm. have female anatomy. They have a period, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it just it was a really
1: interesting look at their journey in life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. and how we treat people that you know go through similar mm-hmm. journeys. I'm sure too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, why are genitals so important? <laughs> I mean, why right. I mean, you know, like no one wants to talk about it until it comes to, you know, people of like queer identities or trans identities. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you can't say the word vagina, but then it's like, I'm not calling you a, a man because you have a vagina. It's like, how come you can talk about that then? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes zero yeah, sense to have, me. Yeah, <laughs> you have an
0: opinion when it's something outside of the binary. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely.
0: People are definitely, um, in need mm-hmm. of education mm-hmm. they're in need of
2: learning more and I mean that's something that and just being you're, open open-minded mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah these are all just human beings that are just trying to like go grocery shopping and you know go to barbecues and yeah. hang out with their friends live, and life. And live their yeah. lives you know they're not doing anything to it's not change your life much. or cause any harm to your life but that's how a lot of People take it for some reason as
1: like, it's like an attack on them. Yeah,
0: because well, it's a scarcity thing. Mm-hmm. It's the like if, if you're getting attention for your thing that I can't get attention for my thing or my thing's not important yeah. because mm-hmm. your thing is important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, it's privilege. Yeah. And, and I think what we tra- were talking about earlier with how people in the LGBTQIA community that their their sex lives are so prevalent, but I think that's also because hetero people make their sex lives so oh, yeah. prevalent. That hetero people often are the ones saying, like, I reject what you are. Mm -hmm. So then there's that fight for any form of acceptance or inclusion Mm -hmm. in social scenarios. Yeah. So, like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, I think, for a lot of LGBTQ people if they
1: weren't having to constantly fight for just expressing themselves the way that they want to. And Mm -hmm. the fight, like, for LGBTQ um, equality did not stop at legalizing, you know... Same-sex marriage. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean... They are faced with... uh, That's just a start. Yeah, they're faced with institutional, like, you know, inequality when they go to the grocery store, when they, like, are at their jobs and they're fired for, like, you know, being in a, like, homosexual relationship, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it... I mean, it's everywhere. (laughs) It really is. So, they're constantly fighting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's why, like, earlier I brought up, like, microaggressions. It's, like, it's, like, these little, you know negative feelings that happen as soon as they wake up and as and you know and up until they go to bed every single day and like those just build up up and up and cause yeah you know horrible like effects on just your mental well-being and your mental health overall
1: so if you're constantly being told that you're not valid Mm-hmm. Why would you think anything else? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's why. It's like so, and it's become a social and a
2: political and a everything. Yeah, you know? I feel like that's the personal is political
0: now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is political now. Um, Bell I, hooks. I don't think. Yep, I don't think there's any way to separate the two.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really not. There's, I like. Isn't.
0: I love reading Bell hooks and mm-hmm. Roxanne Gay. Yeah, um, I'm reading Pleasure Activists right now by Adrian Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another. Uh,
1: gosh, what's his name? I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, he's a professor. I want to say, um, and he did the you know how we talk about sex like baseball, how it's like first base, second base, and he was like wanting to change it to pizza. I pizza? Think yes. Yeah, I've seen uh, his. Calvachino. Yeah. I think his oh, name yes. is. yes, I've seen his TED talk, and I talk about
2: that. Yeah, yes, that which it I needs love. To be,
0: <laughs> we can probably finish on that note too. That yeah. sex no, no. talk means to be and. Barrier talk yeah. needs to be just as common as it would if you were ordering a pizza. Yep. Mm-hmm. You would never order a pizza when your friends are coming over without asking them what kind mm-hmm. they like or don't like first. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So like let's start talking about sex, like we talk about mm-hmm. pizza. What yep. do you want on it? What do
2: you not? What yeah. Are you thinking about trying this time. Mm-hmm. Are All you hungry stuff. for pizza? Yes. Yes. Like, are
1: you in the mood for pizza? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that too. Yeah, it's that it's great. Do, but... Yeah.
1: But that's what we're trying to do with barrier babes. I mean, we want it to be like an inclusive space in kansas city and we want to elevate you know minorities quote unquote Mm -hmm. voices you know because they're not included in you know everyday sex talk yeah it's always like heterosexual is you know the kind of sex information we're given if we get any Mm -hmm. um so i think we need to include
0: what what state was it that just recently required that there be lgbtq uh Probably but, Like, York. history. I think it was New
1: York, yeah. Yeah. But there has to be some, like,
0: history, but then also some talk about, like, human sexuality yeah. with regards to Yeah,
1: birth. and that's absolutely what we're going to do with our programming. We want to put it in this neat little package that when we go to schools, we want to talk about menstruation. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about how, like, it, you know, anyone can get a period. It doesn't matter on their, you know, gender expression. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you going to talk about intersex? Yeah, sex? absolutely. So, a lot of people don't know about that either. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I was in, like, um... So, like, you know, uh, victim training, survivor training, you know, for sexual assault. And uh, I can't really talk about like general or something like that. I was like, well, don't forget about intersex folks because it's not just like penis or vagina. Like, mm-hmm. that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's that? I was like, oh, you don't know about the amazing intersex people mm-hmm. in our community. And so, yeah, so I think that people need to be educated on different gender identities, gender expressions, the difference between those two, the difference between sex versus gender. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and that there's people out there that you know don't just have a penis or a vagina. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that's really important that we are inclusive and unapologetic mm-hmm. uh, with our education. Because mm-hmm. um, we're just stating facts. Yeah. I mean, that's you all. It yeah, is. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's it's just plain yeah.
2: facts that are, you know, in itself. Like I feel like we are trying to be aware of um, just the narrative that we use and mm-hmm. everything so that you know whoever reads up on anything that we've put out there is at the same time being kind of destigmatized. Mm-hmm. like you know I put awesome. menstruation on everything yeah. <laughs> and like you know our flowember uh, Flowvember um, flyer has, you know, the word flow on it really big, and it's talking about <laughs> collecting menstrual products uh-huh. for people who menstruate. And, you know, I've run into a couple businesses that have acted – Really like heebie jeebie about the word flow or whatever, and I'm just like, it's just a word and it's an accurate word, it's mm-hmm. and it's a great pun because it's November. Yeah, a lot so, of times, yeah. obviously, so but I so just like day, get yeah. over it, please. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> so and a lot of people who like aren't participating in flow, but bem- flow either are because they didn't want to make their like male identifying co-workers uncomfortable yeah with like tampons (laughs) in the break room or whatever so
2: and it's not like they're like fucking use tampons it's like what they act like they act like it's like a dirty germy disgusting thing in the corner and Mm -hmm. I I literally you know have had a couple businesses that have been like you know whether they've had a male identifying staff or say like I don't want to be eating my lunch next to that or something and and I just send right back to him I'm like well please let them know that they all came from vaginas and they should be really thankful that their parent mm-hmm. had a period because that's why they fucking exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you should be worshipping period products. <laughs> yeah.
1: But seriously, I mean, like, whether it's menstruation or anything, sexual health, mm-hmm. like, I think it's so important to de that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know that every time I have gone into a classroom, I make all of the... Uh, kids say penis, like, yell penis and vagina. I'm like, all right, let's just get off our chest right yes. now. So, yeah, so just making it, like, something normal, because mm-hmm. it is. It's yeah, what it, is, takes, it totally takes the power normal. away, right? Yeah, it
0: uh-huh. takes the the ness yeah, away.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason so, to
1: be uncomfortable when it comes to talking about your body. Yeah, although we were raised like to believe it. And, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think people have a right to know about their bodies, mm-hmm. how they work, why they work. Um, so that's what Barry Babe is trying to do. Yeah. Well, thank you for being out in the community
0: doing that. So how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to either get some more information or they want to have you at an event? How do they find you all? Uh,
1: We're on Instagram uh, and Facebook. So Instagram at Barrier Babes, B-A-R-R-I-E-R, B-A-B-E-S. And then, um, so we mainly operate through that, ins- you know, Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. So if you just want to send us a message on there, mm-hmm. um, our website is www.berrybabes.com. Um You will find some of our contact information on there as well as how to get a hold of each of us individually. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have our own emails now, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <That was> <laughs> Very cool. We're doing it.
0: So, Maddie, Michaela, thank you so much for coming in today. Really appreciate having you on
2: the episode. Yes, thank you for having us. This was fun. Baby's first podcast. (laughs) Yeah, baby's first podcast. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called The Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.